morning on this March 20th. Ooh, dear, my calendar never changed. Uh, March 20th, 2019. Uh, so I continue to go along. Back on August 18th, 2016, I was watching the shortly after God's Not Dead 2 video came out. Well, that kind of prompted me, remind me uh, that uh, there are many that are in our midst. And again, I'm talking to believers, um, genuine, true believers in Jesus Christ. So whether they're lukewarm or not, but true ones, called secret believers. He had me in the passage, um, John 19:38. Excuse me, I'm sorry. We'll go ahead and read it. This is King James I got here. And after this, now this is after this, this is right after Jesus died on the cross uh, as the Lamb of God uh, died for our, our sins. Uh, and those that believed in Him, heard the gospel, their hearts were softened and received Him as Lord and Savior. Obviously, He did. You, know, He died. Uh, offering himself up to every human, male and female, um, young and old, uh, everywhere at all times, even today. But that don't mean every single human is getting to heaven because of that. We still have to receive it. We still have to believe in him. We still have to choose that he is the way that you would like to believe in his word. So, little side note there, little commercial interruption. But, uh, and after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, based on um, the Greek word 29, and Strong's number 2928, basically it's saying to conceal properly by covering, hide, self, or keep secret um, for fear of the Jews. Besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. Go ahead and kind of read verse 39 with it. And then there came also Nicodemus. Remember, Nicodemus one that first came to Jesus by night and brought the mixture of myrrh and aloes. You know, there's always a preparation um, of about 100 pounds of weight. Uh, the two of these gentlemen um, believed in Jesus. Eventually, Nicodemus came, but Nicodemus was a uh, religious leader. He was a Pharisee. So we knew the scriptures. But obviously they were being revealed through Jesus, but not through um, the the work of man. But the, to call yourself a secret believer, you hold it quietly. Basically, what what was Joseph? Joseph and Matthew, when we look at one of the rich men that uh, asked, what must somebody do, do to be saved? That was Joseph of Arimathea. He was extremely wealthy. Uh, and actually it was his uh, tomb uh, to be used in the future. Never been used. He bought it. Uh, and he, he placed Jesus in that tomb. That one that we know the rock was put in there. And to this day it still lies amongst many Jewish uh, unbelievers currently. 
soon to be believers, I believe, God will open their eyes and allow them to hear and receive the truth uh, that Jesus is, in fact, Messiah. Um, still believe the lie that uh, that the religious leaders during Jesus' time here, during this time when Jesus walked the earth, uh, that disciples came and stole the body. Um, there's so many lies that we tell people so the truth don't get out. And we receive it because we're foolish. And we get a lack of education, we believe it. But, um, yeah, they're fearing, like Nicodemus, because back then they say, if you believe in Jesus Christ, uh, you'll be kicked out of the temple. In this case, that was a big thing, to be part of the temple, uh, to be kicked out of church, so to speak. Uh, it would hurt your career, hurt your family life, and whatever. No, it won't. <laughs> That don't mean nothing. Being part of a government-approved organization doesn't make you right standing with God. However, coming together and fellowshipping with we don't fellowship with the world. This is no. I mean, unless we're believers, you know, then we are still of the world. We're still the the lost um, are still Satan's basically descendants, uh, Satan's children. When they were born, because they, they do his bidding, they follow him, they listen to him. When we come to Jesus, he becomes our enemy, and uh, he wants, he'll he come after us. Uh, but when we believe in, now the Bible a lot of times uses man in the sense of humanity, the word man, that that has been so twisted by Satan's teachers that are standing in pulpits or even in Bible studies out there that say, well, everything's man's fault. The Bible says that. Why don't you ask God to um, save you and open your eyes, and you will see contextually that some of those verses that say that, it's talking about humanity, you fool. Um, and I'm only saying you're fool because your actions are foolish, refusing to believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, not because you're a fool, alone, but because you're, you're a fool when you b refuse to believe in Jesus Christ. You stubbornly hold to what's clearly false teaching. Um, but uh, you want to be kicked out. Those are, These are the same. Those that are fear man, fear humanity, uh, fellow humanity more than we fear God. The Bible tells us in several instances, in King James alone, it says, Fear the Lord is written about 30 times. Fear God, you can find it about 10 times. I mean, there's different variations of it. Fear the Lord, fear the Lord God. You know, there's, there's so many variations of it. You know, we don't know how many there are. There was a, another video, Christian video out there that says 300 something times. What context? We got to be very careful. I mean, not context. What, what phraseology are we using? The word "fear God" alone doesn't have that many times. And then, what version are you looking at too? You, that's always another one too. What version is it properly translated um, from the original Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic? You know, this and that. There's, there's variables that God wants us to to grow in Him and wisdom and knowledge. But when we were basically were <laughs> when we're choosing to trust humanity more than God, 
Basically, we're not fearing God. We're not honoring him. And that's not a fear where he's going to come down to beat us up. He's going to come down if we do wrong, if we make a mistake. Go cast us hell. That's not the kind of fear that God wants us to have. It's reverential fear. It's like what we used to have in this nation decades ago, if not centuries. Now, it's getting close to centuries. Where we fear growing up. We feared our parents, not we scared about them. Now, some of them were scared, you know, if they were abusive or alcoholics, we're not going, we're not talking about them. Uh, but rather, you know, you didn't want to disrespect them. You didn't want to cuss in front of them. Those days are gone. Now we don't care. You know, well, basically when we cuss, we're basically cursing against God first. But, you know, it's a reverential fear. It's okay, they're our parents, I respect them. They put food on the table. They're, they work hard to keep clothing on our back, you know. They give us nice things. That's another demonic thing that I'm not going there either. But, um, at this point. But, uh. Go back to jump over to Matthew 5, part of the Sermon on the Mount. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Um, verse 15 is even stronger. Neither do men. That's not saying just man, it's humanity. I mean, man is male gender. That means man is humanity. That one's clear. People that don't see that, may God open your eyes and open your ears. I just seen you see and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it give a light, light unto all that are in the house. House could just obviously mean a building in this case. Uh, Paul says in Philippians one fourteen, and many of the brethren, believe fellow believers in the Lord, waxing confident. They were bold, confident. By his bonds, his afflictions, because he only preached the cross of Jesus Christ, and we preach repentance before God, turning towards Him, believing Jesus. Uh, he's a prison for our preacher religion, but preaching Jesus, and cross Him crucified, to speak the word without fear. That's the way to do it. Once they see the point where he wasn't giving up, he was, he was tenacious. He was going by the power of God to preach the gospel that um, because he wanted to see people saved as Jesus wants to save us. Um, but basically, if we're calling ourselves a secret, if we're hiding it because we're, we're fear of what is possible fears that may cause us not to proclaim the gospel, is it so foolish as that? I said, well, I may lose my job. If God take control, God will keep you in that job long enough to get you to open your mouth and show people, hey, look, I'm not here because of a paycheck. I'm not here to keep my family in a lifestyle. I'm here to be a light for Jesus Christ in this dark place to show people this is the way. Either get on it now, repent before God, get right before God. I pray with you, pray for you. We're constantly praying for them. But eventually, they're either going to receive Jesus Christ or they're going to continue rejecting the light which is in us. We are not the lights. John said it too. When he was saying, you know, I was the light. No, I'm not the light. He speaks of the light. He testifies of the light. The light is Jesus Christ. When we become born again, when we become saved, when we come right with God, Jesus, could, Jesus, the whole Godhead actually, 
comes abides abides in us and we now abide in him we can now go into the throne room of god we don't need a high priest we don't need a um one uh, another human being to go into the throne for us we are allowed to go in there are still ministers out there there are still preachers reverends priests pastors whatever title you want to give that still foolishly follow the demonic way of saying, oh, well, you st- you got to come to us. We only have approval. We're the ones ordained by man. Maybe ordained by man, but those are the called by God. The called by God is ordained and called by God, by Jesus Christ. Now, he'll use different tools. He'll use different individuals to say, I'm calling him to lead. You're either going to ex- believe in me and believe that I'm putting, I'm bringing it in for a reason. Oh, you're not. You can call somebody else if you want. We always have the right to. God always gives us the right to choose Him or not, to obey or disobey. Consequences the disobedience. If we keep disobeying God, it's very, very clear evidence we never knew Him, and we're not yet of Him, and on our way to heaven. That's if we continue disobeying. We continue, continue, continue. We're going to get further away from him. Eventually, he'll say, you know what? If you want to go your own way, you want to continue on the destructive path, God doesn't force us. He doesn't put us into hell. We basically choose our way. We choose to go to hell. We choose to be separated from God. Please, don't do that. I plead with you as Jesus Christ pleading in me and through me as he pleaded with us he'll give us situations he'll cause us to stumble in our own path not for destruction because if we destroyed in that old path he'll bring up evidences he'll continue to send those servants of his those children of his that are those of us to come in your path to come in before you to say you heard the right way why aren't you receiving it? Why do you refuse to receive it? And he'll, he'll keep sending us in different word, different phraseology, but still the gospel of Jesus Christ, the cross, the nail path, that way will always be the same. You know, guys, ladies and gentlemen, please don't hide the gospel of Jesus Christ, the cross of Jesus Christ. It's that gospel that saved us and <clears throat> put us on the path. We're not on this earth to make money and die, to have a big house, to have a big family, to have children and die, to raise children up. So, okay, good. Now, when you hit 18 or 22, if you're going to college or 23, get out, go on your own so mom and I can just go travel and spend, our, spend the money we made. That is the devil's plan for us. We're here to preach the gospel. To proclaim the gospel message to everybody. Whether Jesus never asked in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John as witnesses. They were all, the four of them were all witnesses of Jesus Christ. They were all with him during those three years. I don't think any one of them knew him for the first 30 years when he was growing up. He was there. Some of the religious leaders did. Or many of them, if not all of them, probably all of them, I guess, I'm not sure. I haven't studied it in that detail, unfortunately. Um, but we never heard the truth. There will be no excuse. There's been those of us that heard God, went, we spoke the truth to you, 
The bars are near court, so to speak. The bars, the cup bars and the tea ready for you to grab a hold of it. Utilize it. It's there. Don't keep rejecting him. You may not like the person that delivered it to you. But that person was there to he loved you or she loved you enough to speak the absolute truth of Jesus Christ. Don't listen. Don't keep listening to that person that waters it down to say, "Oh, you're a good person." The Bible says in Romans chapter three, none is good. Not one of us is good before God. Jesus even said, and I still don't get that one. He says, "Why are you calling me good? I'm not good. It's no good but the Father." He's still God. He is the one who was good because he's still God. But he humbled himself. He decreased as God. He was still 100%. He's the only God that ever was 100% human and 100% God. The foolish individuals out there, foolish teachers that had sat in the past. I haven't heard it recently, so I'm trusted. Perhaps they repented for the God. That's why they no longer say it. That say, yes. Jesus is, is God, always was, always will be. But he, he he laid down his deity. No, he was still God when he was dead. That's the only way he that was. It was his power that kept him going. It was his power that could sustain on the uh, grass. He didn't call down his angels to say, "Get me off this ground." Well, he knew he had to go there. He knew the pain he was gonna do. You and I couldn't have endured that pace. You could have just touched my arm with the nail, and I would have. Oh, that's it. I'm gone. I'm dead. <laughs> There's no way. None of us. I don't know anybody. I don't even know anybody that goes to the gym every day and got muscles bulging that could sustain. Trust me. Let me have a spike. I cut your hand. You're gonna cry like a baby. I guarantee you. As soon as it entered it, you'd be dead. That's it. You're gone. I give up. Yeah, we wouldn't have lasted even a second. Because we're human. So the foolishness of that thinking to say, oh, well, God, God didn't touch any his power. It was only his power that he could heal people totally, unless they sin again. But he even said when he healed many people, there were some people, he said, not go and sin no more. They did. They were still human. He gave up his humanity out there when he went back home. When he died at the cross, he rose up. But he still had a human form of a body after that. We only fathom a little bit what it looks like, but it was something different than what he had before the cross. So we won't, we'll have to wait until we ourselves get into his presence. We can ask him and he'll, we'll be able to receive the explanation. But again, to get back to secret believers, don't hide Jesus Christ is in us. Don't hide the gospel. Don't keep it from those that are perishing right before you, whether it's your family or even those in the church that you attend. It may even be if you're sitting under a false teacher to be comfortable in the flesh. One, you don't need to be staying there very long. God may have you in there a little bit to speak the words. It's not a sacred weapon. There's no good. The only good works is praying and then when we get up from prayer we speak the word of God that's the good words let God's healing touch let people be healed not per the medical training 
that are out there. It's healing by Jesus Christ and Him alone. That's where true healing is. People, stop being sick of believers. Fear God. Get that fear of God back in you again. Let the reverential God to say, I don't forget. If I lose the job, He's got another place for me. If I give it up, if I come out, He's got another place for me. Trust God that you were there for just a season. It could be a long one, it could be a short one. You're in that neighborhood for a season. You're surrounded by those that are in darkness for a reason. To let the gospel of Jesus Christ come through your lips. You'll get favor. The work we do when we don't call in sick. When we endure. When physical sickness don't take us down all the time. If we're not hypothetically sick. We're bad witnesses if we're sick always on a Monday. That usually, that possibly, maybe, I'm not sure, I'm not God, God will have to speak to you. But more likely it's an example that the church you're going to is false. If it's just about the flesh and your flesh gets so tired that you can't go to work, that's a demonic type of church. If we're, if it's a sound church proclaiming the gospel message, we should be getting our re-energy. That's where we plug our, when it, when it's a sound church, that's when we're plugging into Jesus Christ, the power of God working through that sound preaching, His preaching, His biblical preaching. That's our plug, our cord, charging up our battery, so to speak. Boom! We run back into work. We feel for the whole week, because by the end of the week, as God pouring, uh, pouring Himself out on the lost, there's gonna be conviction. If there's no conviction of the lost, there's no salvation. When we put a bushel over His light within us, we all have a portion of His light. If we're not letting Him expose sin, expose the fornication, which is sex outside of marriage, expose the constant cursings, cutting people to the heart, then we're not allowing the gospel to be proclaimed through us. We can even be silent with our mouth shut. <coughs> However, the power of God's not working. But if we're just being, trying to be good moral people, the devil knows how to be good moral, a good moral person. <laughs> Not a lasting one. Yeah, it's just like, but he's leading people to hell. So don't let good moralists. That is not the good works that he's talking about. Now, yes, we do have to be moral individuals. We do have to help one another. You know, we should be able to get the work tasks that we have done in less time, saving the company money. Is that money necessarily going to come back here as a bonus? In this day and age, probably not. It may or may not. But is it going to come back in the afterlife? Is it going to come back in eternity? Yes, it will. If we're being a good steward with that little bit of posh, if our task is to save the company money, that little, if that's that one talent, one skill that God gave us, then do it for His glory only. Not to say money. You may not see it in a raise. You may not see it in a promotion. You may not see it in a bonus. But God is watching it saying, why are you wasting you know, those items? 
the time? Why are you stealing from the people? That's not, that's being a secret believer, only thinking of ourselves. Why are you saying, well, I need more, I need more hours, I need more money out there. That's being a secret believer. That's thinking about some. Secret believers only think about themselves. And they are very much doing the devil's work. He don't need no help doing his work. He's got enough of his workers out there. He don't need to also attach himself. Now, that's a stronghold that we carry with us that God is delivering us from and will. So again, I encourage you, stop being a secret believer. Let the name of Jesus Christ be lifted up no matter who is around us. They need to hear and they need to see through our actions that we're working according to him. We're not working according to our boss. We're not working according to our employer. We're working to glorify Jesus Christ in it. Don't waste the company's resources. Don't waste your resources. Don't waste the, your paycheck on frivolous material things that's all going to burn up anyways. Proclaim the gospel message both with our life and our words. We're proclaiming Jesus to the world. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That His way, His path is narrow, not broad. That we're not covering, when we're covering that up, basically we're doing the work of Satan. So again, I encourage you, come out of them. I'm going to leave us with this question, including me. So, what has God told you to do, but you keep, but you're rebelling because you fear other humans more than God. Where has he told you to go? What place or what group of people has he told you to come out from of to say, okay, your time there is done. Come out from then. Don't worry about what your next paycheck is going to come from. Don't worry about how you're going to feed. God's, when, God, when we obey God, he'll take care of all that. The consequences of rebelling against God are astronomical for the lack of a better term I'm sorry for that term uh, but it's not the proper one we need to return to fearing God to glorifying Him in every in our lives so I'm going to leave you with a question Father God don't let me become um, fear and humor may your trust continue to be upon each and every one of us Father God may we grow in the wisdom of knowledge Uh, of him. In Jesus' name. Love y'all.